Yo, what up? It's your boy, Imperator Rose. Check this out. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast and don't really know where to start, just know that Anchor is one of the easiest ways to start a podcast. Let me tell you how. First off, it's free. And I mean, who doesn't like free, right? They even have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you're really trying to make it happen, make sure you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, this is your girl, Ash. And it's your boy, Imperator Rose. And it's that dude called Theory. And this right here is Stop the Foolishness. Where each week, this trio of primos will give you our take on some of the most foolish shit that's happened around the country from this past week. From politics to pop culture, nothing's off limits in this war room. Yo, it sure ain't. So if you're trying to figure out how this country got to this point, then come kick it with us each week as we do our best to try and stop the foolishness. Yo, what up? Welcome back to Stop the Foolishness. This is episode six. Episode six. We are getting it. Episode siete. Isn't, isn't that six? No, nigga. Uno, no, uno dos, no. tres, <laughs> No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo. Oh, my God. You are an embarrassment to our people. Stop. <laughs> Stop! Oh my god! <laughs> he didn't even say that. He said like "sitente" or some shit. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh shit! I can't. Oh, dog, I feel hey. so. I'm so embarrassed, dog. I hope nobody gets <laughs> embarrassed right now. Like, Hopefully, oh this shit get like I I, I lose oh, my man. Niggas that don't oh, speak Spanish man. should know that that wasn't sex, nigga. Like, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Was it oh. uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco? Oh, sex. Hey, <laughs> oh, oh okay. Okay, oh. okay. Episode sex. No, you still you said You said sex, nigga. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. We just need to stop. Hey, we skipping this. <laughs> we skipping this. <laughs> we just need to stop. He said episode. It sounded like you said sex. Yeah. I did, I did, I did, I did, yeah, 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 this dude, uh, anyway, y'all, welcome back, we appreciate you, Puerto Rican person you think you is, yeah, okay, all right, welcome, welcome back, y'all, uh, if you're you're tuning in this week, uh, we appreciate y'all, all of the support, uh, Especially from our last episode, we got a lot of feedback. A lot of people listened to it. A lot of people told us, you know, what a great episode it was. So we appreciate that. Can't tell you enough yes. how much we appreciate. Yes, that. thank you, thank you. As of as of today, it has been as as far as release date um, and feedback wise, it's probably our second most popular episode. Obviously, next to our first, because 
a bunch of friends and family like hit hit me up. But this one, you know, like a lot of people um, hit us up and told us about it. So I, I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Uh, and so we back to it today to give y'all another dope episode. Uh, again, you know, we just gonna keep with the foolishness because as always, it's a. Uh, as y'all can see, we already started with the foolishness. Yeah, off the rip, right? <laughs> Just right off the bat. Oh, off the rip, you know oh, what I'm saying? We, 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 uh, we got the foolishness popping. Uh, another another interesting topic today uh, as we continue our relationship series. Uh, so we're going to get, get into that. And without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into our top section now. So as we continue into our top uh five most foolish movies that we considered ever made we are now um, going into number three excuse me hold on real quick real quick guys um Here we go. I, I gotta make a little interruption really quick what? um so i did get a listener letter in oh and shit. um yeah oh. yeah so I, I i i really did so i actually want to just read that off real okay. quick okay um nigga you can say that before we started this motherfucker Oh, my really? bad. I, honestly, like, I totally forgot. I totally forgot. I totally really? forgot. This nigga fire, bro. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Clock ain't gone. That's my fault. So. <laughs> All right, let's get into so the did, letter then. Yeah, real quick. So, um, so I decided to call this, um, uh, this segment, uh, Colts Theory, because I'm gonna give y'all theory on what the answer is to these listener letters, and then we're gonna have my two cousins chime in. But, um, so this listener letter is from, hold on, do they want to be known? Hold on, wait, do they want to be? No, no. Okay. No, what's saying? They said, no, what's saying? They said it's cool. They said it's cool. Okay. It's cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. So this listener letter is from, uh, Sexy Anonymous. Oh, shit. Here we go. And, um. (laughs) I already know where this goes. Here we go. All right. Her. Her question is, her question is, hey guys, I really love you guys' podcast. Ash, you're so dope. I would love to meet you one day. You seem cool. Rose, oh my God, you're so funny. Rose, oh my God, you're so funny. But my real question is, Cold Theory, why are you so damn sexy? (laughs) You're a fraud. Is this for real? Fraud. Fraud. This nigga here. I don't don't believe this for a while. You're such a fraud. Like, get the hell out of here with that. I don't believe it for one bit. That shit was real. It was written by some 600 pound white chick behind her. Uh, With a, a large piece of sitting on her belly. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? Before this podcast, I'm right. We got you know a listener what? letter. This nigga. You here. know what? You know what? I'm sorry, sexy anonymous. I'm sorry for my cousins. <laughs> um, they're being very disrespectful right now to your to your letter. And as a disclaimer, I don't. I am not. I am not in agreement with them. I don't think you're 600 pounds or white. I think you're very beautiful. <laughs> Oh, okay. Anyway, I'll answer. Anyway, anyway, I'll answer her. I'll answer her privately on my DM. Let's go on to the uh, foolish. You do movies. that. You, you do that. You you use your private moments uh, to explain to her why you so sexy. Okay, this, Caramel Carey. You you do that. This nigga here. I'm telling you, he, you you need help. You is something. Special. <laughs> I mean, you need help. 
All right. <laughs> we, uh, already, we already knew where this was going. Facts. Like off the rip. Off the sexy rip. anonymous. Like that that did it right there. That did it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Oh, man. All right, let's get into this. All right, let's get into this shit. Uh, Who want to kick it off? I can't. I'll go get mine out the way. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure y'all's foolish movies would be a wee bit better than my foolish movies. But my foolish movies was even foolish when I was a kid, and it's still foolish today. And a lot of people probably don't know nothing about it. It's one of those corny horror movies you come across that just like all corny. Why did you? <laughs> why did you even waste your money? You know, all a waste of money. Movie, <laughs> not all, but this particular one. Okay? All a waste of money. Whatever. Uh, what could I say last week? I don't watch trash ass movies. That yeah. that part. <laughs> but this one's definitely was a trash movie. So okay, all right, okay. Old classic eighties movie called classic. Well, <laughs> like, you know what I mean. By I'm never classic. gonna let y'all. It's an old one. Okay? I'm never gonna let y'all use the terms "good," "classic," or any of that when y'all speaking about horror movies. Like I'm just not going to allow <laughs> You're it. You're just not gonna. Let <laughs> I'm me just do not it. going to allow it. So choose your words carefully. Okay, but keep going. Oh my god. Okay, but keep so going. So the movie is "Killer Clowns from Outer Space." I'm not gonna. The title you. alone. It's foolishness. It it w- it might have drawn me in because a bad movie drunk is a great movie. Like so, that's facts. That's facts. So yeah. go go ahead and 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 riddle off why this movie was foolish, sis. Okay. Well, first of all, <clears throat> so movie was made in 1988, and okay. the basis yeah. of the movie was you had these clowns that came from outer space, alien clowns, right? <laughs> and they look goofy as hell already. And what they do is they wrap you up in like a cocoon, like a cotton candy cocoon looking thing. And they take a straw. They sit the straw in the cocoon and suck you dry. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that is a... Uh... What the fuck is this? That, I mean, uh... because it's clowns. So it's like, you know, you're trying to have that whole concept. Like when you go to a circus, cotton candy kind of situation i think that's how they try to incorporate it and so like i said you had these goofy looking clowns evil looking whatever evil last (laughs) kind of situation and do that again do that again do that again (laughs) kind of situation kind of sound like a horse but okay all right (laughs) okay all right but you can say it's a clown so you know they land whatever and that's that's what they did so of course you got this little town going crazy running how me again you know kind of situation but what i'm saying is foolish because first of all i'm just going to get into it clowns period are foolish whoever <laughs> came up with clowns Facts. and the concept of clowns some something was wrong with them Facts. i don't care what nobody say they were high drugs something because it is nothing entertaining there is nothing exciting yeah. or fun about clowns yeah clowns in general creepy just just they are just in general Ooh, see i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about them like yeah. real talk <laughs> i am terrified yeah. clowns. of clowns yeah clowns are just weird. i mean when weird. i say terrified ronald mcdonald could walk in here i will freak it don't matter if they happy looking sad looking scary looking they just don't need to be looking okay <laughs> they don't need to be looking they just yeah i no i i don't i just I'm glad bro agree with me with this because seriously, that's some foolish shit right there. Like I really clowns. don't find clowns creepy. I actually find them kind of cool, honestly. Ooh. Like they just 
Like, no, no, no. They just I I legit get chills up and down my spine about clowns. I used like, to ugh. I used to be scared mm-hmm. of clowns too, but I mean I carry a gun now, so <laughs> I carry a gun now, and I'm a grown man, so I ain't really scared of shit. To be honest with you, other than Trish. Hey, I, I, other than, <laughs> other than Trish, <laughs> that's a good answer. That's, that's a good a, answer. Good answer. Good answer. That's, 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 that's a, a real good, good answer. answer. Good answer. That's the absolute fucking truth, nigga. <laughs> okay, good answer. Ain't just no. There ain't no fluff answer. Nigga. That's the truth. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. But um. But yeah, like just the whole movie, it was just foolish and it was just nothing like, yes, as a kid, did it terrify me? Absolutely. Because just looking at the clowns, I'm like, uh-uh, this ain't, I'm, I'm not about this life. But as I get older or as I'm older and the whole concept of the movie and whatever, whatnot, it's like, really? Cotton candy cocoons with the straw, you know, sucking you dry kind of situation. Did You, you could have done better than that. It was cheesy. It was a cheesy, cheesy horror movie is what it was. It was a better choice of words. Yeah, I was about to say. Being sucked dry. Yeah, like niggas use that in a different term. Because I was just just about to say, well, I love getting sucked dry. But (laughs) not by no clown. (laughs) You sure about that? Well, I don't know. You you into I mean, back in the day, I I, I didn't care. Whatever floats your boat. She could be a clown. (laughs) Boys ain't even tripping. (laughs) short and sweet i just want to put that out there because I, I i'm sure a lot of people probably don't even know what i'm talking about but it's just in general when you have those cheesy cheesy horror movies but in my brother's eyes all horror movies are ridiculous yeah so um that's what mine was on point about so y'all can go ahead with y'all's okay cool uh, uh shit i'll go all right um so mine is kind of like um ashes uh i don't know if a lot of y'all probably know about it but so i'm a huge wrestling fan and um shout out to my aunt sarita for that you know what i'm saying that's right yep Um, yep, and we gonna get to his ass right now (laughs) because he made a trash foolish ass movie called no holds barred and this movie was made in night in, in, in the 1980s. And this foolish shit right here. Um, I mean, there's a lot of foolish stuff when I was watching it actually yesterday. Um, I'm not gonna go through all of it, so I'm just gonna highlight some points because I don't want to give y'all a history lesson like I did with Anacondas. Yeah. Hey. So um <laughs> At least I know Anaconda's 33 feet, you know. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean. but this movie. This movie is basically the whole synopsis of the movie is is that Hulk Hogan is, Hulk Hogan is a professional wrestler and he's a champion in the WWF and there's this like TV network that wants to get Hulk Hogan to their network to get more ratings but he won't sign because he's a good guy and he's not going to sign with this like executive who's this rich like executive asshole and so he basically starts his own like show called like um the uh, tough man competition, which is utterly ridiculous because <laughs> it's literally people fighting on national TV and like killing people to the death. Like that would actually like that would actually air on actual TV. So okay, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, I we ain't too far away from the hunger game. Okay, <laughs> <It's like we're laughs> too- real talk up here. <laughs> we ain't that far away from, from it. <laughs> but all right. <laughs> So this movie basically, so some of the foolish highlights is one of them is is, and I know it was the '80s, 
And, you know, trends and fashion was definitely different back in the day. But I don't know why, if you ever want to watch this movie, anybody who has Amazon Prime, it's on Amazon Prime for free, uh, Prime uh, Video. And literally, this this <laughs> nigga literally, <laughs> this nigga Hulk Hogan, this nigga Hulk Hogan literally the whole fucking movie wears a leotard spandex outfit in different colors. And I'm not talking about like manly colors like black. Well, I think one of them was black. But I'm talking about like sky blue, uh, yellow, <laughs> like the most flamboyant ass colors. And you got this big ass man that's wearing these like a, a, a fucking leotard. Like a, <laughs> he's like going on a date. He's going on a date with a woman in this like spandex leotard. Boy, got like literally. <laughs> yeah. like, right. Exactly. You got to stay in character. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that's definitely beyond me. Um, some of the some other foolish stuff is is he like in the beginning he gets kidnapped by um, this limo driver, which I guess works for the executive to try to kidnap him, whatever. So he gets pulled in this like abandoned alley, and so he's actually trying to get out of the limo. So he's kicking the limo, and all you see is all these dents and stuff. Like he's just that strong where he's just kicking, 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 and there's like dents like forming outside. So they get him to. Um, the place um, uh, inside like the alleyway and he literally how he gets out of the car is he looks up at the roof of the fucking limo and he literally busses out he jumps up from the back of the limo out of the fucking limo literally busts through the fucking roof and then stands on top of the fucking roof like nigga you just bust through this shit and he stands on top of it he just it's like, Rah! and then he just goes, <laughs> and then he just goes, and then just starts beating up all these bad guys and shit. Nigga, tough. The most ridiculous shit ever. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah real tough. I mean, ex- exactly. <laughs> Sounds like Dwayne the Rock Johnson in the flesh. I was just about to say, I was like, he was, pulling, he was pulling the rock move with the door with the gate. Fake. They got shoulder exactly. muscles. Fake. Fake. And I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know how many times in this damn movie um, where they're gonna rip doors off and bust through shit, but like throughout the whole movie, whenever whenever Hulk Hogan was mad and he was trying to find so Zeus, so another character is, is Zeus. That's like the nemesis guy he has to fight at the end or whatever, which is uh, Debo from Friday. So Zeus is based. Oh, and then Zeus has this like weird ass unibrow that's like just fake as hell, and they like and you can tell they just like put this like hair on his like eyebrows to make like this weird ass unibrow. And I'm just like, why did you have to? And I mean, already he's cross-eyed. So they really highlight that he's cross-eyed. He has a unibrow. He just looks crazy. So I guess that's what they were going for, but it's just foolish as fuck. So, um, throughout the movie, fucking, um, every time Hulk Hogan gets mad or whatever, he's always like busting down a door or Zeus is busting down a door. Busting through right. walls, right? Like literally, they're just busting through doors and walls. Oh yeah, and they're always, oh and yeah. like they're always, <laughs> and they're always fucking screaming. They're always just like every time they bust, they're just like ah, and it's exactly. just like the most like, over man. Oh, yeah. It's literally the, the most roids. over the top, the most over the top shit ever. So I'm gonna finish with this. The one thing that I did not get is so Zeus. 
he's basically like this fighter for like the network or whatever stuff. So that's their prize possession. And then they challenge Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is a fucking WWF wrestler. And he is in the movie also. And he's going up against a guy who actually kills people on national TV in like real fights. <laughs> so he challenges, he challenges a wrestler, which is a scripted, a scripted sporting event who is not a real fighter. And Hulk Hogan has to step up to the challenge to fight this real fighter who's actually a killer. <laughs> and he's literally like, this is the main event. And he has to fight this guy. And it's just like, in what world is this ever going to like, we're talking about a real killer and a fighter. Oh, and uh, Zeus is actually a felon who actually killed somebody who just got out of jail. And now it's just on this rampage of killing or whatever and stuff or like fighting people. So yeah, Hulk Hogan has to basically fight this guy. First and off, first off, my nigga, why the black man gotta be a homicidal maniac though? I know, you know right? Exactly. Fresh and that's exactly what he look. Fresh out of jail, fella. Yeah, I'm looking like, at this. Nigga. I'm looking at this poster, and I'm on IMDb, and Hulk Hogan's face is just priceless with this earth look. <laughs> <laughs> this and that was <laughs> <laughs> this shit was so ridiculous. So. I'm going to end on this one, on, on this little note that I thought was one of the most foolish things at the end. So at the end, so the bad TV executive or whatever and stuff, he's basically like inside this like little studio thing. So he's getting mad. So he's ripping off all this studio equipment and stuff because he's mad because Zeus is like losing to Hulk Hogan. So Hulk Hogan surges back. He's fighting him, punching him, whatever. It's like that. So they somehow get on top of like this like ramp or whatever and stuff. So he pretty much like hits um uh, hits Zeus with like this double axe handle forearm and he falls down to what presumes to I guess be his death or knocks him out or whatever. And then he starts to go after the TV executive. The TV executive falls back into the fucking um to the fucking monitors and stuff that he's kind of like ripped apart and he gets electrocuted and he dies. Hulk Hogan walks away. The crowd that's in the arena that watched all this stands up and starts clapping and cheering. And then Hulk Hogan just comes to his like victory and just like, oh yeah, guys, thank you, thank you. And I'm like, so we're just not gonna we're not gonna say anything, call the police, ambulance, <laughs> nothing about a die who just fucking died by being electrocuted. <laughs> or the guy that fell off, or the guy that fell uh freaking 30 feet from the fucking rafters into the fucking ring and down to his i guess grave i don't know but we're not gonna talk about those two guys we're just gonna we're just gonna praise hulk hogan and ride off into the sunset the most foolish shit i've seen but at the end of the day i love my wrestling i still support hulk hogan and i support anything that's wrestling so i will watch it again god damn it so fuck (laughs) y'all you can go ahead and watch that food yeah you can catch that okay Though again, uh, a bad movie, drunk is a great movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I wish I was drunk or something. I don't know. When y'all called me yesterday, I thought I was high. I was not high. I was just, uh, <laughs> sure I was that? just, I was just basking. I was basking in my glory of uh, being naked. So, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> that that part is what I, what I was struggling with. Okay. I was like, put on a shirt. You <laughs> trying to see how it is? Well, okay. All right. Uh, let's go and get into my number three. Uh, my number three is two movies, but, uh, I was only going to sit through one, uh, because I couldn't watch the other one in the same day or in the same week. So, uh, 
<laughs> my two movies are going to be uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender, and Dragon Ball. Um, if you're like me growing up, uh, you know what I'm saying? You kind of got your start in anime with Dragon Ball Z. I mean, it's kind of like, it was like a ritual for us, right? Especially it started like in middle school, you get out of school, you know, that shit was coming on. You watch it, it was dope. It was some shit you had never seen. It was some super cool shit. Um, so, you know, when you growing up as a kid, right, you think, oh man, I wanted like, if they ever make like a real movie, you know what I'm saying? Like with real people, like a live action film. Um, and then, uh, you know, you think, I always think that, oh man, that shit, that shit would be great, man. You know, you think about what actors going to play. You always imagine it being like this super dope film. Uh, fast forward a few years later, a show came out called The Avatar, The Last Airbender, um, which was great right like it, it it had a it had character to it it had a life it, it had a great storyline like the voiceover actors were phenomenal like it was just a really dope show from top to bottom really went in wrong with it uh although my complaint about the show just around here for a second was always that ang was too much of a bitch and i don't really believe in compassion i believe in putting things on people but you know that is what it is you know what i'm saying uh, it is oh, what it is, goodness. you know what I'm saying? You know, he's the he's the protagonist, right? He's gotta be the good guy and shit. I like somebody that like to, you know, fuck people up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm a good guy, but I'm a fucking motherfucker up if you say some shit the wrong way. But you know, alright, we'll keep it moving. So fast forward a couple of years later, they released the movie. They released these movies. First one I think I saw was Dragon Ball, followed by either the following year or the year after that. Uh they released Avatar, Last Airbender. Uh so the one that I decided to watch, because I wasn't about to watch both of these motherfuckers. <laughs> Because uh, both of them were massive failures, right? That you got all this fucking source material, which made, which again, I don't understand, right? Because same thing with gaming movies, right? They got these super dope ass games, super popular that like millions of people buy that they fall in love with. They have a shit ton of fucking source material, and then they make the fucking movie completely different from the fucking source material. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. But the reason why I watched the Avatar because the Avatar, for the most part, still stayed pretty close to the source material. But it had one major, major flaw. And this is this is really like the time when like I really noticed this. Because before that, I hadn't really paid much attention to it. But the acting was so fucking terrible, man. I do not know <laughs> how the people got casted in this movie. Or how they even wrote this movie. How the producers sat there and watched any of these scenes and said, No, we gotta scrap this shit and get some new people in here. Like, this shit just ain't gonna fucking work. Like, when I say everybody in the movie was fucking monotone, had no life, had no energy, it just really fucking sucked. Because if you watch the show, the people that are in there, I mean, the, the characters that are in there, like, Aang is like this this bubbly, lighthearted, like, he's like a kid, right? And so his, his entire job as the Avatar is to bring balance to the world and be, like, the symbol of peace and shit, right? Like, uh, there's... Just give you a quick breakdown. There's four elements, right? Earth, wind, fire, and water, right? And he can do all four elements. In the show, you can either earthbender, a firebender, a waterbender, or an airbender, or in general, right? Like, or you may not be able to bend at all. But they have tribes and shit. That's basically how they break it up. Well, as the avatar, he can use all four elements. Really, you're only supposed to be able to use one. So he's like the symbol of peace. Uh but the motherfucking movie, first off, then in the in just just off the rip. Right, they named this nigga Ung in a movie. In a show, his name is Ang. Like, why in the fuck would you change it? <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs> like, <laughs> like, you made the movie fucking worse. Like, you made the name worse. Like, you made the name worse. Like, he already had a name. Like, why would you change the name? That's, a, that's a, like, 
if if my name is Raphael, my name is Raphael in any fucking country I go to. That shit doesn't change in a different fucking yeah, right? You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't change in in a in any other country. That's what my fucking name is. It gets translated to a different fucking language. So off the rip, right? Like they can't they name this motherfucker Ung. Like who the fuck thought this shit was cool? Like who thought this shit was cool? Okay. Like who had Nickelodeon signed off on the shit? Because the show came out through Nickelodeon. It's like Nickelodeon source material. Uh, who the fuck? Which one of you white folks signed off on this shit? I need to holler at y'all. Because off the rip, that shit was fucking terrible. And then the kid that they chose, oh my God. Like, I feel bad for the kid. He's a kid, right? It ain't really his fault. He don't know he can't act. But somebody should have told him that. Uh, he said he don't know. Somebody uh, should have said something. Bro, I'm saying choose a different kid, bro. It's like he looked the most like Aang, which he didn't, right? But anyway, we'll, we'll get past all that. But, I mean, just, oh my God, the acting was just so terrible. And, and... The, the chemistry between the, the on-screen actors just wasn't there. It was just a, it was just a fluff job. A, a lot of, of monotonous. If y'all ever watch the show, if you've never seen the show, then you can't, then this may be hard for you because if you watch the show, like everybody in the show has great chemistry, character, life. Like it, it's just, it's an entirely different thing. And as a fan of the show, someone who loved the show, who watched every, every episode all the way through, it was just the most botched job, the most botched adaptation, probably next to Resident Evil's because niggas that fucking love Resident Evil's fucking hate the Resident Evil movies to death. So I can't yeah. really compare. Because I ain't going to lie, Resident Evil, the game, that was my shit. Like, yeah, I, I, I never followed that. And, yeah. and when I saw the movies, I was like, oh. Yeah, I ain't never played the game, so I really can't, <laughs> I really can't compare. Oh, I done played it and beat it. That was my shit. Yeah, so... As a fan of the show, watching the movie, it was just fucking terrible. It, like I said, it stayed pretty close to the source material, but as far as being like one of the, one of the worst adaptations of a movie of all time, it like it's definitely up there. I, I, I just don't get it. Uh, but the reason why I talked about Avatar because I at least wanted to watch the Avatar last last Airbender because, like I said, they stayed close to the source material. I won't even get into Dragon Ball. You ain't even got to watch Dragon Ball Z to know that Dragon Ball was a fucking terrible movie. Uh, so that's my number three. Um, please, people, if you make a movie, stay as close to the source material. Uh, Marvel has done an incredible job with that, and as you can see, has been a worldwide success. And then when you pick A list actors, I don't not, know about that. Not really even A list actors, bro. Like they got the numbers to prove. I don't, I don't care what you think. <laughs> like, I don't know about that. Like, I don't know about that. <laughs> like it just goes to show. Like if you stay close to the source material, like the shit is dope. Like if you if you don't, then What's the point of making a fucking movie? You already have something that people love. So if you're trying to adapt that to live screen, like, yeah, you got to change a few things here and there to make it realistic. Because obviously with technology and human people, you can only do so much. But don't steer away from what made the shit great to begin with. Because at the, at the end of the day, you're going to make a terrible fucking product that who all the people that showed up to watch it love aren't going to love. So yeah. if if we ever blow up and anybody in Hollywood that, that that's listening to me, just do your fucking job, bro, and just stay close Ooh. to the source material. Oh, wow! Oh, oh wow, man! Okay, yeah. Jesus, so aggressive, man! Yeah, well, we coming with the heat today. Woo! Thanks. I love it. Yeah. Okay, I'm just sorry because it's just getting me heated all over again. But I shouldn't be that mad at Avatar Last Airbender because uh, at Avatar movie because I mean like. They they did like I said they did a pretty good job staying close to the source material, but I mean I just don't see how they sat up there and watched that shit and thought yo this shit is gonna be fire, like <laughs> man, this this monotone and no energy kid that we got running this running this movie 
Yeah, this 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 shit is gonna bring people in. Yeah, yeah. Fuck out of here, man. Remake that shit. Shit was fucking terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, and I saw this shit the other day. Uh, whatchamacallit? It was a meme. It said instead of making instead of remaking old classics, how about y'all remake trash ass movies that should have been good to begin with? You know what I'm saying? Quit quit trying to remake dope ass movies. You know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. remake some shit yeah. that was fucking terrible. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's what I've been noticing. They've been remaking, like, movies. Like, I, I agree with you on that. Like, movies that were already made and they were really, really good, they're remaking those movies. Why? Yeah. It was nothing wrong with it the first time. Because it's a big draw yeah. to get people into the box office real quick to make a yeah. quick buck. You know what I'm saying? You got a name to bring people in. It's, it's yep. you know, you know, it is what it is. Uh, <clears throat> King. Yeah, stop that bullshit. <laughs> Damn. You know no, I'm glad Damn. he said that because oh. Lion King is one of my favorite favorite movies, and I was so excited when they were doing what they were doing, and I was disappointed. I don't know if because I had such high expectations, whatever the case may be. I sure was too, but well, I was disappointed. I was like, oh, and I'm not going to lie. No disrespect to Beyonce. She's talented. She's got skills. Her voice killed it for me for Nala. Just saying. That, that did it for me. I ain't the moment it. she started talking, I just said, uh. Oh. I okay. ain't see it. But at the same time, I think the biggest issue that they're not taking into account with this is that you can't really capture the magic of the first one if, like, the people that's watching it are people who've seen it and then they're trying to recapture that same magic. We're going to see it again because it'll never live until yeah. when you saw it as a kid, right? Like, it's just not going to. So it's just kind of yeah. pointless to do that. But anyway, let's get off of this though. Let's get into these topics though, sis. All right, topics today. It's going to be very interesting. So today we are going to talk about gender roles, okay, and interracial dating. What are your thoughts on those kind of situations? So you're going to get our point of view from all three of us in regard to gender roles, what a man play in a relationship, what a woman play in a relationship, and our thoughts on interracial dating. So let's go on and jump into this. Okay. Well, let's get into gender roles first. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to start this off the same way they always do. And I'm going to ask a series of questions, y'all. So because first one I'm going to ask you is because uh, you got to grow up with both your mom and your dad. Um, uh-huh. And also you've been married yourself. So as yeah. far as gender roles go, how do you feel like your mom and dad split up the responsibilities in the household growing up? Like, what was your perspective of, like, how they handled their roles according to, you know, the, the gender patriarch? Because in most relationships, back, not most relationships, but, you know, previous, it was man went to work, woman stayed at home, took care of the kids. Right. Uh, both your mom right. and your dad worked, so how did they balance those responsibilities? Um... Uh, growing up, my father, he actually, um, he actually was kind of like in and out of like work, um, growing up, like when I was in like middle school, high school, um, he, he kind of took on more, I would say more of the responsibility of almost like a mother figure, kind of, kind of like being there for like our practices, our games. Like, I don't, I don't remember my dad ever missing a practice or a game or anything oh, damn. like at all a practice yeah 
yeah, practice. Like he he was always there. He was always trying to be like one of the assistant coaches. He was always <laughs> trying to be there. Okay. Like he just wanted to be a part. Um now I don't know from his perspective if that was him like saying, Hey, like this is what I want to do and I don't care about working. But a lot of times he really wasn't working. And uh my mom kind of took on a lot of that responsibility and being like you know, she was trying to start businesses and like hair, you know, hair salons and different things or whatever. So growing up, like the like the gender roles was just like, yeah, like my dad was just like there at all our games and practices. And my mother was more like the breadwinner of the family. And, and but then also I look at like personality wise or whatever and stuff. My dad really wasn't a um uh and, and like i don't want to say he wasn't a driven person because he wanted to like have things or whatever and stuff but i think a lot of the drive to have a lot of the things that you know they have or like wanted or whatever and stuff came more from my mom than my dad i think my dad literally just wanted to be a father and he was happy with that like yeah. by any means it was like hey i'm happy i could just provide i could just have a regular job whatever he didn't want any more than that and, uh, and that's perfectly fine okay. whereas my mom she was the one that wanted like, hey, I want, you know, I want houses, I want cars, I want to travel, I want to do this, blah, 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 and stuff like that. I really don't even think my dad even cared about traveling or anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he really just, just having his family. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. having his family. Okay. And, and and that's really all he cared about. So, like, the gender roles growing up for me and my brother um, were, I, I guess you can say, almost kind of flipped because it was just like my dad was just kind of in and out of work and stuff like that. And then he focused a lot on ministry. Yeah. And, um, you know, trying to do the church and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know if that was an excuse not to have a job or whatever. You know, I, I have no idea. Nah. But, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, I, I mean, that was, I mean, that was our childhood. And, I mean, we struggled yeah. a lot because of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because my dad was in and out of work. So my mom was trying to hold it down. But she was also trying to start a business. And anybody, I mean, just like us trying to start a podcast, like, you're not making money off this. You oh, know no, what I'm saying? No. So you yeah, really you start. We definitely. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You exactly. Yeah, so, you know, you really you know what I'm saying? You seeing profit till like, a, at least a couple of years in. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's even exactly. successful, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. you know what I'm saying? My mother started a bunch of businesses and stuff. And, you know, she was she was always trying to be the entrepreneur and stuff like that. And my dad was just more so like, hey, I'd rather just do this. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. so, yeah. But as far as responsibilities like around the house, right? Like, did who would you say did most of the cooking and cleaning? Um, I would like to say it was almost equal, but I would say a little bit more of my mom because I didn't really okay. see my dad cook in like the kitchen or anything. Um, he would like clean up here and there and stuff. Um, he would do like laundry and things like that. But, um, yes, as far as like cooking aspect, my mom always kind of handled that. She would come home from, from work and she would do all the cooking and stuff. Um, okay. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, did they ever, did you ever see like arguments behind like, Oh yeah, Respo- for sure. Like responsibilities for sure. in the house. Okay. For yeah. sure. All right. That's for sure. That, that, that always tends to be a case. Okay. So sis, um, your mom was mad for, your mom was married for a period of time, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so, in which case, let's get your thoughts on it. What would you, how would you say the, how they balance their gender roles in the house as far as, you know, how they handle so, things and responsibilities? So, both my mom and stepdad were go-getters. Like, they 
both had a goal. Like at one point I actually had to live with my grandma for like four or five years because my mom got her CDL to drive trucks like my stepdad and they did team, um, uh, they rode together. Oh, wow. So they would be gone like four or six weeks at a time, but they did that for a reason because they had a goal. They were saving up so to get a house built to put money down on the house. Yeah. You know, so they were very like driven in that in that aspect. Like, let's get this money. Let's achieve this. And they did. You know, we had the, you know, lived in the suburbs, the big house, you know, whatever, whatnot. They, you know, they worked hard for that. Well, when my mom stopped, working on the on the road she didn't work for a while because she didn't have a job but my stepdad always provided he always worked mortgage paid bills paid of course my mom being at the house grocery shopping cooking you know at that time i was a teenager so we both cleaned the house it just wasn't my, my mom brought me up independent it was i'm cleaning up after you want to help me clean this house kind no. of situation I mean, so um yeah so that was that and then she went back to work and so both of them worked it wasn't, oh, one stay home, one work, whatever, whatnot. The way I've always seen it, the way my mom brought me up, where it was the man's responsibility to pay the big bill. So the way my mom and my stepdad did it, like I said, both worked. But the way they paid bills was my stepdad, he paid the mortgage. He paid the car payment. You know, he paid, uh, you know, whatever, home insurance, whatever the case may be. My mom, she did like the internal stuff. She paid the cable bill. She paid for the groceries, if that makes sense. Yeah. She that's that's the stuff that she paid for. So he paid the big stuff. My mom paid for the little stuff. That's how they did it. Um. So uh, now, far okay. as like the cooking and stuff, you know, my stepdad would cook, you know, every now and then. But I would say my mom did majority of the cooking weekends. We, uh, we, you know, pretty much ate out, did stuff as a family, went out and stuff like that. But during the week kind of situation, yeah, my mom, you know, my mom would cook. Even though she still, you know, she worked, she still cooked. Okay. Uh, kind of situation, though. So that's how I saw, you know, their their relationship when, when they were married. Okay. And did they, did they ever fight over the responsibilities in the home? Um... I've never seen them really fight over responsibilities of the home. They, I mean, I, I any like any normal couple, yeah. Did they fight, yeah. you know, over money or a situation? Absolutely. Uh, either my mom thought my stepdad was being too cheap on something, <laughs> or <laughs> or you know, uh, you know, or you know, arguing about a little bill here and there or whatever. Or not so. Which, I, I, like I said, any couple, all couples have that conversation and argued and. You know when it when it came to money and stuff like that, but when it came to responsibilities in the house, I want to say no because again, my stepdad was still a truck driver. Yeah. So I mean, he was on the road a lot. Gone. So when yeah. he come home, yeah, he had the rest. Okay. And yeah. So he, you know, he would be gone. So obviously, guess who's taking care of the house while he's gone? Me yeah. and my mom. Again, I'm in high school. I'm a teenager. So well, you know, at that time, I'm, yeah, you're a teenager, yeah, I'm so clean, yeah, I'm clean a lot of help behind you can myself. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, okay. my mom started me, you know, young or whatever, whatnot. So at that time, both of us taking care of the house, both of us is, you know, clean or whatever, whatnot. Even at that time, I already started learning cooking little things here and there. You know, to feed myself. You know, especially I'm home and my mom's still at work. So um, yeah. So responsibilities of the house still, you know, fell on 
her and I. Because even then, you know, I was, you know, I will wash, try to learn to wash my own clothes while she washed her and her husband stuff and stuff like that. So, okay. uh, they really, yeah, they really didn't, you know, argue too much. And then when, but he, but he, he did his, you know, man duties too, though, like cut the lawn, you know, upkeep the maintenance on the pool, the backyard. You know, he did what he's supposed to do as a man. Okay, yeah. You know, so. And it, and if it's something he couldn't do, obviously he will hire someone to try to fix it and do it, or whatever. So he nope. did stay on uh, on top of that. Okay. <laughs> I said nope. <laughs> All right, so y'all. Cuz said I'm doing everything. Yeah. I'm doing everything. I can't stay broke until only, I figure it out. Only thing I can't do is like pest control, right? Like you got to pay somebody to do that shit. But if that shit break, I'm fixing it. And if I can't fix it, it's broken until I can fix it. <laughs> Facts. Okay. All Facts. Right. Um, I would say that. Um, if, if you, if I'm using the word correctly, I guess growing up in my house was sort of an oxymoron because, um, my mom was always a driven person. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that my stepdad had a lot of ambitions, but really he was very, he wasn't a pen to paper type of person, right? Like write it down. Like, here's the plan. Here's what I'm going to do to get to that. And, uh, you know, he just kind of, he kind of, you know, uh, I would say he had the, he definitely didn't have the best attitude. So when he didn't want to work for nobody. So, you know, he had like, he was like a, a handyman, I guess you could say. Um, uh, and, and to a certain extent, maybe like a, a jack of all trades. Uh, but, uh, but a master of nothing. Yeah, but a master of none, really. Uh, so it was it was interesting growing up because, uh, like, my mom was the breadwinner, right? Like, she made all the money. Like, if if you want, if 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 we're just being honest, my stepdad didn't make hardly any money. And there was one point in time where where he was right. And I'm sure life was good. Um, um, and this was after I, I moved out the house. Um, he was driving trucks uh, back and forth to Florida. Uh, taking loads and so he's making pretty decent money man um and that's really about the only time maybe for like a short year maybe two that like he truly provided like real financial help to my mom but for the most part their relationship was seriously strained because um uh she was the breadwinner and you know he you know i'm saying uh didn't really make much money at all so you know he just kind of took audience jobs and uh that's that's just kind of how it was um, and as far as the responsibilities around the house, like I said, when they got together, we were pretty much teenagers. Um, but also his kids and came and lived with us. So all my stepbrothers and sisters uh, came and lived with us. And that, that brought four of his kids in with us who were all my age or older. You know, one was. Also, not only your mom was more the breadwinner, and but then still had to be a breadwinner of extra mouths to feed and stuff, too. Yeah, right. So, like, wow. we had seven kids in the house. <laughs> yeah. So. That's crazy. Um, it's amazing. Uh, that the that the marriages lasted right because to be honest with you, that would break most people in our generation. Oh, um, absolutely! But you know, sure. the older older generation, you know, they hold on to the to those words and 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 their their their, their faith in, in the religion says, you know, hey, yo, till death do us part. Like my mom takes that takes yeah. that seriously. But I would imagine they, that and they do take that serious. Yeah, they, they take that all the way. Yeah, at, at, at times, like there probably were times that she definitely wanted to give in, but. As far as gender roles went in the house, um, oh, my parents never hear this, but they didn't really do shit. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, we we did. Well, it. Hell, they had seven kids. Yeah, in the right. House. Y'all better get to work. Like, yeah, we did everything. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, we we cooked and cleaned and uh, and we cut the yard. Uh, stepdad would help out uh, every now and then uh, with like housework and stuff. I mean, like like yard work. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, we we did everything right because I mean we were of age, and I hated cleaning up. Um, and, uh, but you know, if, if eventually it had to get done, right? But um, I just know that as far as financially though, um, I know that you know most of their frust- most of the frustrations and all that had to come from that because uh, you know, my mom worked from like sun up till sundown, uh, went to work before we went to school came home after, you know what I'm saying? Uh, stepdad sometimes too. Uh, but as, like, I, I didn't have a traditional, how can you say upbringing where, you know, where I got to see a mom and a dad in an element where to see how they balanced the household responsibilities with kids who weren't old enough to do most of it. You know what I'm saying? We were all old enough to cut the yard. Uh, my older stepbrother, he was older than me. So we cut the yard uh, and you know, we clean the house, you know what I'm saying? Before we yeah. can go to the pool on Saturday, we had to clean the house. So it wasn't really much for them to do, you know? Uh, but I would tell you that the way in which they split the finances is just so amazing to me. Uh, because like you were saying, since like, you know, your mom was traditional with it. Like the man paid most of the bigger things, yeah. mortgage, yeah. car payment, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, you know, she probably took care of, like, light bill, water bill, like, exactly. things like exactly. that. Exactly, light uh, bill, water bill, cable, groceries, yeah. exactly. So, I'm pretty sure the way it worked in my house was uh, my mom paid for everything, and my stepdad helped out where he could. Uh, because I want to say that my on, on a good year, with him's little odd-end jobs, he might have pulled in 30 k a year, maybe, on a good year. You know what I'm oh, saying? Wow. Like, you know, I'm old enough now to, to, to understand how money works. How <laughs> yeah. So I already know that, like, how he was working and, you know, the things he was trying to do, the things he did, he would be lucky to pull in 30K. And even still, at that time, like, that would probably be not poverty level. You know what I'm saying? Because if you live in an apartment, I mean, 30,000, you know, gets you slightly comfortable. But... Um, I know that it was always a, a, a heavy strain because my mom, you know, worked hard and, uh, you know, she wanted, she wanted a life of luxury, right? Like I'm, I'm pretty sure she imagined that she was marrying a, a man with, uh, who had goals and ambitions. He truly did. Right. Like when you hear him talk, right. He, he sound convincing, like, but I just don't think that, you know, he quite understood the amount of work it would take, the marketing, yeah. the, 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 the advertisement, the cost that it would be to truly get his business or the way that he wanted it to be, like to the level that he wanted it. And, yeah. you know, anything like that is going to cause frustration in a family because, you know, at some point in time, to me, the way that I feel, and I'll never hold this against anybody, but as a man, at some point in time, you got to be able to provide. Absolutely. So you got to let that pride go. Absolutely. And so you know, you got to do what you have to do. So that's why I say growing up in my house, it was kind of an oxymoron because, like I said, my mom was the breadwinner, like, by far. Like, probably made four times as much as my stepdad. Um, and so then you had seven kids on top of that, um, which that was a strained relationship because they came in as teenagers. So, again, you know, how do you balance well, who's going to address the kids? And, and it was kind of like a... They tried to discipline us together, but then it was kind of like, well, you know, these are your kids. These are, and my mom kind of did, just didn't want to ha- handle his kids because, like, those are yours. And so, you know, 
I guess out of respect, you know, like you speak to Yogan, but she ain't had no issue with that nigga talking to us crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> she, on the other hand, she let him do his thing with his kids. But uh, as far as the, the responsibilities of it, it was it was always interesting. That's why I would say because looking back on it, like as a kid, you know, what I'm saying I just was tired and fed up and hated all of this shit growing up. Yeah. But looking back on it, right, I think about how it was growing up, and it's just odd to me because. Like I said, when I think about the way me and Trisha handle things and the way we just work, it's like, even though we have our own issues, you know, as, as far as gender responsibilities, because, uh, but but on, on that end, it was just always weird. So, uh, because uh, to you, though, would you say that, uh, that responsibilities as far as helping around the house, was that any strain on your marriage? It might have been what caused quite a rift. As far as like helping take care of the kids, helping around the house, things like that. Um, no, um, because I always like helped out. Okay. I, 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 I like literally always helped out. Like I actually love doing laundry to this day. So that's weird. Um, <laughs> you can come do mine. <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> yo, I would not put laundry I on love, the top of the list. Of I, I love doing laundry. I would. I would rather do laundry than dishes any day. See, I rather wash dishes. I rather wash dishes. Ah, see, uh, see, that's that. my sister because I, I rather that. wash dishes. <laughs> yeah, I don't like drying dishes. I don't like drying dishes. Though. <laughs> I, I, the whole folding the clothes and all that, I rather wash dishes. Yeah, you yeah. Do the laundry, I, I'll do the kitchen. It's like because the basket never ends, right? Like it's like yeah. every time <laughs> I reach into it, ends. it's, it's more like, clothes. More? <laughs> like, but what but is it? okay, so. uh so as far as handling the, so there was never an issue where in the back of your head, like I'm the man, I'm paying the bills. You the woman, stay in the house. You do what you supposed to do. No, okay. no, not at all. And that's great. Yeah, that's 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 good because a lot of yeah. people already still think like that. Yeah, no, like I never had any problem with like doing. Um, you know what I'm saying? Even when you know what I'm saying, my ex wife. You know what I'm saying? We um when we lived, you know what I'm saying when we was together and shit. Um. I helped her go through school and she took care of the kid or whatever and stuff. I worked, but then I still came home and I would still do laundry. I would still do things at the house or whatever and stuff. But our agreement was, it was just like, Hey, look, I don't care. Like, Hey, look, you want to go to school. You're trying to finish your education. That's cool. And then on top of that, it's just like, Hey, well I'm at work. So, and then she kind of didn't want, well, actually both of us, we didn't want to pay for daycare. So we was like, that's just expensive as fuck. Yeah. So, I was lucky enough to actually have a job that um, that we could afford to not have to put her in daycare so she could like stay with her most of the day and just like chill with her and like play with her and help her read and like do all these things with her. And um, and yeah, I basically just worked and um, and, and it all worked out. And that was actually my plan from the beginning because we had moved from Oklahoma to Florida. And that was my whole plan from the beginning. I was just like, I want to try to find a job where like you don't have to work. So you can actually, you know what I'm saying, take care of our, you know, saying daughter and everything like that and blah, blah, blah. And it all worked out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And, and I mean, there was no issue. I would come home or whatever and stuff. And like, there was no issue. You know, she would cook sometimes. I would cook sometimes. And yeah, there was no issue in that. You know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? A lot of our issues weren't, you know, gender roles. You know what I'm saying? A lot of our issues were just other things. You know okay. what I'm saying? But it definitely wasn't gender roles. Because, you know, for me, you know, I feel like I'm just a man. It was just like, look. I don't look at a woman as like, oh, hey, you should be doing this or doing that or doing that. Like, no, like, you know what I'm saying? This is an equal partnership at the end of the day. Okay. And see, that's how I feel about it. And I honestly feel like that's how it should be. 
teamwork makes the dream work, man. Like, yeah, it do, does. do it together. Yeah. I, I honestly don't feel like it should be one or the other. Like, especially when we're both working, like, I work, you know, y'all know the kind of hours and, and stuff, you know, I be putting in. Like, I work hard. Yeah. And, you know, my man work hard. We both work. Like, it should be a team effort. It shouldn't be where I should expect you to have the house clean or do this when you get home or you expect me to be doing all this when I get home. Help help each other out. You get what I'm saying? Like, do it together. And I think that would help out a lot because if you try to put everything all on one person, that weighs that person down. That person gets tired. You know, they get stressed out. And then they start feeling some kind of way like, okay, I work 40-plus hours a week just like you do. Why do you feel like I'm the one that has to clean up the whole house by myself? Yeah. You know, it, yep. it, it really should exactly. go both ways. Now, I will say this. If you're in a relationship where, and it goes both ways, if the woman's not working for whatever reason, regardless if she has kids or not, let's say she don't have kids, she's not working, you cool with her being at home, whatever, whatnot, you work all day, every day, 40 plus hours a week. Do I expect something to be done around the house? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Especially if you at home all day. Yeah. What are you doing? You get what I'm saying? Because I've seen it where women will do that and then they still expect the man to help them do something. No, boo-boo. You at home. You chose to stay home. You need to do something. But it goes the same way. You got men who are staying home now and women are working. You know, again, if you make that choice and if kids are not involved, then, yeah, you need to step it up in the house. Now, if there's kids involved, yeah, you're taking care of the kids or whatever or not. But at the same time, you're still taking care of the household. Yeah. In a way, that's your job. And that goes both ways. Whoever's staying home, you're taking care of home. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah, because if... And then... Obviously, the person who's working, I'm not saying they don't do nothing. Again, it's still a team effort. You know, still appreciate each other, still help each other out. But obviously, the person that's staying home would be doing a little bit more home stuff than the person who is working and, you know, not home all the time. Yeah. But overall, to me, I've seen it. It just, it should be more of a team effort. Like, do it together. It's not... Oh, you do this, you do that, you do that. Just hell, knock it out, get it done out the way, you know. <laughs> like, just, yeah, you know. Well, let me let me interject here for a second because not I completely agree with all that. Uh, and I would say even at times, uh, me and me and Trish, what's up? Oh, sorry. Um, I had sorry guys, I had some uh, candles burning in my room and. Uh, I just dropped one of the candles and the wax fell on my carpet. This nigga. So I'm scrubbing it up. Wait, I thought I heard scrubbing. I'm like, wait, who's scrubbing right this, now? This nigga here. Yo, I got to set the ambiance. I got to set the ambiance in here. You know what I'm saying? Candles and one of the candles burning. And one of the candles fell over. <laughs> on a podcast, nigga. I'm burn a live on a podcast. Hey, I like to set my ambiance. So, oh my <laughs> extra ass nigga here. Extra. Wait, I was I'm, like, yo, I'm sorry, I want I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry too. I, I wanted to say, oh shit, so bad. I was like, oh shit, I just, I just, I just spilt over the fucking candle, wax all over my floor. But this is what I'm trying to understand, real quick. We're talking about 
gender roles and going to lead into interracial dating. What said in the candle for the mood? Does that have to do with gender roles and interracial dating? Cuz just like to be relaxed. You should been a candle. Thank you. Thank you. Cuz just like to be relaxed, man. Thank you. I just like to be relaxed. You know what I'm saying? Cole Theory likes to be in his setting and just be chilling, you know what I'm saying? I mean, just like to be relaxed. Right now, right now I'm just sitting in my robe. You no. know, naked no. with my candles on and doing my naked. Podcast, oh no, know? that part. Okay. <laughs> exactly why I said what I said. Exactly why I said what I said. This. <laughs> anyway, this guy. I'm sorry, bro. Gonna break it. Down. All right, continue, continue, continue. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of variables to this, and so, um, because even deeper than just, because obviously if one person is working, and then another person is staying home with the kids, um. I will say that um, it depends, right? Because uh, even if you go to work and you're the person making all the money, then if the wife is staying home and taking care of the kids, now if the kids are of school age, then it's a little different. If the kids are not of school age and all three, let's say you got two or three kids and they're all home all the time because oh, they're not school age, then <laughs> that is way more than a full-time job. Trust oh, me. Absolutely. Uh, because... <laughs> Because, like I said, it's variables, right? So what if, just like the same if both of y'all are working, right? What if one person's job is sitting in the office all day and the other person's job is, you know, he's he's a laborer. You know, he's a welder. He welds all day. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you got, I can see, of course it should be teamwork, but how is he supposed to put 50-50 in when the moment he sits down on the couch, he falls asleep? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's... I got you. I do think that, like, you have to take into account... Certain things that where as a partner you gotta understand that like yo your partner is tired, Absolutely. like like yeah there's a certain yeah. amount of there's a certain amount of stress that comes with every job you know what I'm saying, but at the same time like if your job is not physically as exhausting as someone else's then you can't also ask for them to put in equal miles like oh, it's your I off agree day for sure your off I day agree 100%. you need to be helping right about that yep. yeah you need to be helping but. If he just got off a ten-hour shift where you know he been picking up fifty-pound bricks and shit, like it's just—I mean, <laughs> like pound bricks. Like I'm just saying, fifty-pound. Like you say, he been hugging around heavy weight, heavy equipment all day. Like asking him to like cook and clean because you know you tired. I don't know if you was as tired as him though. Like no, that's no, so that's why I, that's all I'm saying. All. So, so maybe it should be more on depending on the circumstance. I'm saying so like so when it comes to to gender roles right like i'm saying when it shouldn't be any gender roles it should be because i do still think there are certain things that well let me change that i do still think that there are certain things that should be gender roles like a man should cut the yard and you know saying do all do all of that though you know definitely the wife can help out you know like maybe like pulling weeds and stuff that's kind of like what me and trish do but at the same time like uh i don't think you can really compare like like I said, like me, where like I stand on my feet all day, and then my wife, her job, Trish's job, isn't so much as physical. Like when I get, cause she'll tell you, like when I get home, I sit on the couch, nigga, I'm I'm going to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like if I if I sit down on the couch, like there's some days where I come on, I'm going to sleep. But at the same time, I I I do need to be better because she'll get on me, right? Like sometimes she'll be like, yo, um, like yo, I need you to do this, and I need you to do that, and so she'll she'll be somewhat frustrated with me because she don't feel like I'm helping out enough, and I always tell her like. Yo, baby, you know, all you got to do is ask. Like, I've never told you no. Yeah. Like, you never asked me to do anything. I got upset with you. But at the same right. time, like, when I get home, like, not only is my job stressful from having to deal with fucking kids all day yeah. who are supposed to be adults. 
That part. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but also, <laughs> like, <laughs> some of these days, I'll be physically tired. Me, like, I'm lifting up heavy batteries all day, putting in people's cars, you know what I'm saying, lugging around parts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tell, like, I tell every day, you know, like, most people go, like, like with smartwatches, I mean, smartwatches and Fitbit watches and shit, so walk 10,000 steps. On a light day at work, I put in 15,000 steps. On a heavy day, I can put in twenty two to twenty five thousand. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm walking eight to ten miles a day sometimes. Like so, I ain't like at work just chilling. Um, yeah. Real quick, I'm when I'm with my girl, I put in sixty nine thousand. Sixty nine thousand. Really a nigga had Continue. to put a six nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So I'm saying when you're talking about gender roles, I'm I'm saying is there has to be a deep level communication and to get an understanding. Because like I said, like with the baby, like I do whatever. Like with Raylan, like I'm helping out no matter what, right? Because also I didn't want to be that. I don't want to be, I want to change. I want to be the generation that changes how men look at the relationship. Like, okay, if both people are working, you can't be asking a woman to do everything around the house. That ain't how shit work. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, you need to be helping out. And on top of that, Years before, uh, previous, you know, men were perfectly content with going to work, working 16, 17 hour shifts because they didn't want to come home and have to raise kids. Let's just call it what it is. Oh, they didn't want to deal with kids. Yeah. So they, their mindset was, look, they I'm going to go to work. More hours yeah. and have to come home and yell. I'll put as many hours as I need to to pay these bills around this motherfucker as long as you take care of the kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the woman stayed home and she worked. And, you know, like, we're now getting out of that that, that patriarchal mindset. Now, mm-hmm. if, now, y'all can still have that, but you got to understand, right? Like, if he gonna be, if he or she gonna be footing all the bills, then the other person at home has to be the person to take care of the house. And that's just the reality. It don't even matter. It you don't even matter, gender, just whoever at the yeah. house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm saying, unless you got a super cushy-ass job, like security or some shit, where you sit in the chair all day, then, nah, nigga, when you get off and I'm at home with these three kids all day, nah, nigga, you gonna do some shit. Cause raising me, like I can tell you, I can imagine three railings running around this motherfucker, boy. Oh my god, I lose my shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would lose my mind, bro. Like if I had three, had to deal with three of them. Oh my god, bro. So that's why I say, like, I got an entirely new perspective for single women who got multiple kids out here doing it by themselves. Y'all true heroes. Y'all are amazing. Yeah, are. Y'all are amazing. I don't know yeah. how y'all raise three kids by yourself. Go to school. <laughs> And work, nigga. Like, like when people talk about heroes, nigga, them are real life heroes, bro. Like, yeah. I got, I got, me and Trish got one kid, and we be damn near ready to pull out our hair sometime. Yeah, like, yeah. like, bro, yeah, that shit is amazing, man. It is yeah. amazing the women that, that do that shit. And shout out to dads that do that shit too. If if there are a dad here not, with three yeah, kids, you have fathers out there that single fathers, you know, doing it all, taking care, working. Like one sure, kid, yeah. though. I don't know. I ain't never heard no single father with three kids at the crib. <laughs> <I ain't never laughs> with three one. kids, <laughs> I'm just saying though. I ain't never heard of a single father. Nah, three, nah. Because <laughs> dudes learn their lesson, right? Like, exactly. He ain't about to have three kids, but and then take on all three of them kids, except for my older brother, man. Like, but they were like kind of aged by the time he got all of them together. Uh, but I'm just saying, you, like I said, you don't really hear about single dudes being all like, yeah, he got three baby girls at the crib, and the woman ain't helping out. It could be right, but it's super it's rare. Super rare. Super yeah. rare. Okay. All right. Uh, but that's just my take on gender roles. Uh, we need to be the generation 
because you, you, if you explain the way that you done it, that's a great job. Me too. Like Trish get on me sometime, right? And so that's where the communication comes in. She got to tell me like, yeah, baby, I know you be tired, but I need you to do this and that, right? And then like, I'll do it. But like, I'll be telling her, right? Like she, she tends to think like, like me, like I'm not a dirty person, but I'm a junkie ass motherfucker, right? So I have no problem taking off. I'll leave like 20 pairs of shoes on the floor before I, I look and be like, oh, I got too many shoes on the floor. I need to put these motherfuckers up. It take at least five to six pair on the floor before I realize, oh, okay, I need to put these motherfuckers I back up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like she told me all the time, like why you take your clothes off right there and then go get in the shower? Like I don't know, baby, this is what I do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just like just, just look at me and be like, say little nigga, pick your clothes up, right? Like a lot of niggas. Pride and ego don't allow them to allow their wives to get on their ass, but like I don't, I don't take yep. it you know, like that way, right? She be like, "Y'all need to be close." I'm like, "Oh my bad, babe. I just pick the bitches up, throw them away." But like, you have to get on me because like I ain't gonna do that shit on my own. Like I'm programmed to do this, and like it's a habit at this point. So you know, just tell my just tell my big ass, "Yo, nigga, pick their clothes up, nigga," and I'll just pick them bitches up and put them in dirty clothes hamper. But them, <laughs> but they don't, they don't, they won't come up off the flow until it's time to go into dirty clothes hamper or. My dumb ass <laughs> will put down like two or three pair and be like, oh, okay, I need to put these in their clothes hamper. Then I go put them in their clothes hamper. It's, it's just it's just how I operate, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it, if I don't think it's going to attract roaches and shit, then I don't... Exactly. Yeah, you know, like exactly. roaches and shit, that shit obviously going to trash can. But if it ain't going to attract roaches and shit, then like, yeah, them trolls can be there for a couple of days. I ain't hurt nobody. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. Live yeah. your truth, cuz. Yeah. You know he, he said he leave three draws on the floor before you pick them up. Yeah, straight like, up. Ah! Fuck Min- it. Minimum of three. And then minimum. minimum. That's minimum. <laughs> it might it might be five, six, it might be seven days worth in that motherfucker. I don't know about but that. But at minimum is three. Not about seven days worth of draw. Like I said, <laughs> like I have to physically see like it's too much on the floor for me to be like, oh no, nah, there's too much clothes on the floor, so let me go throw these holes in the dirty clothes snapper. All right. But let's get into this next one though. Which is interracial dating. All right. I don't have no experience in that shit, so y'all niggas gonna have to talk on it. But I'm gonna give you my thoughts on it, though. Well, like, okay, do you want to give your thoughts on it before right. just you know get you know right in there, like whatever questions or whatever the case may be? Well, let me let me give you my thoughts on interracial dating. Uh, because what I consider interracial dating, I'll consider I don't consider anybody in the same fight as us as interracial dating, though. Apparently in Cali, like Hispanics and blacks beef real hard. I'm from Texas where we all get along, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Except for like with white folks. We kind of get along with white folks, but you know, there's always that in the back of our head, like, yeah, they vote for people who don't fuck with us. So I don't really fuck with them like that. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's just, it's just kind of how it is, right? Like, I mean, I work with people, but like, I know through talking to some of these people that their political stance and the people that they fuck with don't fuck with my people. So in which case, therefore they don't fuck with my people. And those are conversation that, you know, we don't bring into work. Like, it's kind of like always there in the back of your head. Right. So like when I'm, when I'm thinking about interracial dating, like when we had the conversation about whether or not you could like, what if they family don't fuck with you? That's kind of what was like in the back of my head. Right. Like what if I'm dating somebody white? And I go to the crib and it's a bunch of make America great again and a bunch of Donald Trump memorabilia all over this motherfucker. And they say some slick shit. See, now I got to check them. Like, see, now we got a problem. Because, see, that, that shit's all good and all to say it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter. Their family don't like you. It kind of matter. Because if you have kids together, you got to deal with their family. And yeah. so, again, right? Like, what if they saying that same slick shit to my grandkids when I'm not around? You know what I'm saying? Like, that that's where my issue comes in 
Now, I've always had a teacher's own, right? Because, you know, like, I don't eat sour cream, but if you fucking like it, then, you know, eat the fuck out of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, to me, with interracial dating, my personal experience with it is um, from a historical context, back in the day, if you dated a white person, you were kind of considered a sellout, right? It's just kind of, and then kind of through the 90s, we had this era where black women got tired of nigga shit. And, you know, saying it was all like, yo, quit fucking with Jamarcus, go get you a Ken. You know what I'm saying? Like the Barbie Ken. Uh, even though <laughs> I would tell y'all, and, and I've been championing this for years, Lifetime made an entire network explaining to y'all how white men wouldn't shit either. But, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Say I'm lying. Say I'm lying. Say I'm lying, though. Yeah, Lifetime made an entire, has based an entire network off of telling y'all how white men ain't shit either. But you know, fuck it. You got tired of niggas, so you wanted to try white men. Uh, Now you coming back. That's all I'm saying, okay? Uh, And then now we're into an age where um, I think it can be truly accepted. But let me explain to you my issue with it that I've seen. And this is me personally. Um... From my experience, it has always seemed to a certain extent, not everyone, because I rarely, I'm going to say everyone, because I rarely ran across an experience where I've seen someone who wasn't against the culture, who didn't say something anti-black or anti-racism, who wasn't um, trying to distance themselves from their people by dating someone outside of their race because they didn't want to be associated with them. And I know that's not everyone, but there are friends to this day um, who I used to be really close with, who I stopped really kind of fooling with them because the people that they hung out with, I ain't fuck with because they were black, but they always said like anti-black shit or shit that like would have me question like, who raised you niggas? Like, do y'all not understand the struggle that like people in these disconnected, you know what I'm saying? Low impoverished areas deal with like, People don't wake up in the morning wanting to be drug dealers. Like, that's not how shit works. Don't nobody go to school, have a 4.0 GPA, GPA, and then be like, you know what? Fuck all this shit. I could be a doctor, but you know what? I'm going to sell drugs. That's not how shit works. Like, the people do that shit to put food on the table. The people, the, the, what they see in their communities are the people who, who have what they want. And in order to get that, they they got to do something in order to have that, right? They don't eat. Their their people are uneducated. But anyway, I'm, I'm digressing a bit. But, like, they would say slick shit, right? And so then I would be like, yo, like, what kind of shit is that, right? And so what happened is, is one day, my homeboy texted me, and he was all like, oh, did you see who whatchamacallit married? Uh, whatchamacallit, and then he sent me, like, a screenshot, and it was a white dude. And I was like, oh, well, that shit made perfect sense because she don't fuck with black people. Uh, And this being a sister... Uh, the shit that she would say would just lead me to to kind of think that like, yo, she's trying to distance herself from my own people. And I know that ain't all the case, but in every case that I've ever seen, it was it was somebody who rarely was someone who championed for 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 our people. Champion is always someone. It the interracial relationship always seemed like it was someone who was trying to disconnect themselves from their culture from their people uh and trying to remove themselves from that status by dating outside of the race to gain influence from that as to like i'm not like these people i'm different and so 
in that sense, that's always been my issue with it. Now, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, y'all know me, right? If I if I if I would have pulled up with a white chick, oh well, well, Raph a nigga, he just dating a white girl. You know what I'm saying? Like it is what it is. But that's where like my issue has always been. So when you so when I see that, even still to this day, you know, I'm cool with it. Yo, do you, you know, to each his own. But like when I see a black man with a white woman, like that shit is still like in the back of my head, it's all like, what the fuck is this nigga doing, man? <laughs> I know I know it ain't right, but that's just how I feel. Because in the back of my head, yeah, he's the like he one of them people who was all like, yo, black women are loud, ignorant, you know what I'm saying, always got issues, and they don't want to put up with black women. So I'm gonna go get this white chick. Like white people are better partners. And that's where my issue has been with it. You're pretty much getting with them for the wrong reason because you don't want, you yeah. can't handle a strong person or yeah, know, just saying that, right? You like may they be able to get away with certain things better than if you was with this type of person. Yeah, like a black woman gonna check you on your ignorant ass shit, but like yeah. you want it or same thing, right? Like let's say that it is a a a a even for a black woman, that's what a white do, right? Like she she wants to disconnect from her culture. And and ingratiate herself into a situation where it would more, be more beneficial for her financially long term because being with a black person may not get her the same status symbol. Or in general, I don't like niggas, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to date this white dude. I ain't saying that's everybody, but from my experience, that's pretty much always been the case. I've yet to meet someone who, you know what I'm saying, championed all that and was with somebody white. That's all I'm saying. I've yet to experience it, but, you know, it is what it is, though. So, I'm going to say so. Okay. Now, and I, and I, you know, I see, I see you know. And I'm going to say, because we all know, we all know Ash Ludd and white boys. <laughs> we all know that. See, that's what I'm saying, I see where. Ash Ludd and white boys. Hey, white boys. Hey, white boys. Hit Ash up in that DM. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> She like the vanilla ices so, of the world. Well, I mean, but, let me, but let me explain where I'm coming from on that. Yeah. Okay. I grew up in majority white schools. Mm-hmm. So when you've been to pretty much white schools all your life, when majority of the people obviously are white, you tend to be attracted to that person. My first crush was a white boy. Matt Tate still know his name. Okay. Ooh. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Come on the podcast, bro. We want to get you on here. Where Matt Tate at? Where Matt Tate at? Where Matt Tate at? This is like sixth, seventh grade. <laughs> it don't matter. It don't matter. Matt Tate. Matt is. You said Matt Tate probably got a six pack and looking for you, Ash. First, He's looking for you. Your first crush was in sixth grade. I mean, you probably can't remember that far back. Okay. All right. No, no. <laughs> So yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna front for a long time. I really didn't see black guys attractive like that because I wasn't around a lot of black guys like that. That makes sense. Like, and then the black guys I did finally get to come around, we were all best friends in high school, but I didn't see them that way because we were just friends kind of situation. Now, high school, yes, I was head over heels for this one dude. He was black, I, you know, whatever. Uh, he was. I mentioned him in a previous podcast in our first one, Derek, aka Derek. <laughs> if y'all remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember but, Derek. Hey, shout out to Derek. Shout out to Derek. <laughs> you know, shout out to Derek. You know, 
you nigga know, name probably Derek too. No, <laughs> no, that's not his name. So, uh, but like I said, like I think when you're around majority of a certain culture, you tend to gravitate to that. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 I get it. It wasn't until coming out of high school and really being out there to really see what you like. And like I said, still for a while, I, I like my very first boyfriend when I got out of high school, the older guy, he was Spanish. He was from Honduras. And then I did date a black guy. Not from Honduras. And, <laughs> uh-huh. No, I'm laughing at from Honduras. Uh-huh, Honduras, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I did, you know, date a black guy, whatever, whatnot. And I talked to a black guy. My ex... Uh, who I was on and off with for three years was white. And I see what you were saying when saying certain things that's kind of borderline, kind of make you go, hmm, what was that kind of situation? Like, kind of being racist, but not being racist, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, saying little slight comments here and there, whatever, not. So, yeah, a little slick I, shit. little slick shit, exactly. And I did experience that, and I did witness that when dating him and you know you'll see certain things and then you start to kind of question too like okay so this is not okay because i'm like you what if we go to long the long you know hall and go having kids and family and stuff like that are you still going to be saying this kind of stuff when you're around your family thinking it's it's funny and okay you know it's like you can't be doing that so um but I mean, I had it every now and then, off and on. But I know for a fact, like a lot of our problems too was I honestly feel like the parents, because it was one thing dating someone outside your race, they were fine with it. But then when it started getting serious and looked like it would have been more than that, that's when the problems came in. So it's almost like, yeah, okay, it's okay to have your little fun with her, sleep with her, do what you want to do. But far as trying to bring her into the family and make it serious. I don't think they were okay with that. Yeah. And that's, and that's what that was. And that's honestly what happens in like in a lot of interracial relationships when you really like when you really like dive deep in and people start to tell like their own personal journey with it. Uh yeah, everything was fine as long as they was kicking it, having fun. But like once it got serious to where like marriage was on, that's when like That's when problems like now nah, That's when oh she's just trying to marry into the family, get money. Um, do you know where she's from? Do you know where he's from? Like you list a lot of people, personal issues. Uh And so again, right? Like that's been like one of the issues why I don't think I can do it. Right. Cause like, uh, anybody know me know that like, I'm known for like checking people. I wouldn't say when I say checking people, I mean like, I don't necessarily just get ignorant shit out of nowhere, but like, I don't let you say some slick shit and then like not correct (laughs) you. So, like, naturally, I can't be in a house full of mega people and they say some shit about, like, well, you know, black people got their own problems. They're like, you don't know our problems. So don't speak on that shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because what's the solution? Because you but tell But my me- thing is, not everybody, and I honestly feel this way, not everybody is that way. Like, me personally, I'm right. not against interracial dating. I'm not. You know, whatever makes you happy, be happy. If that's who you like, that's who you're in love with. If it works for y'all, it works for you. That's just my personal opinion. That goes for anybody. You want to be with somebody white, you want to be with someone Spanish, Asian, Indian, whatever the case may be. At the end of the day, if y'all love each other, y'all happy, do you. That's just me. 
I mean, I ain't, I wouldn't say I'm against it either because I'm I'm definitely not against interracial dating. Um, but like I said, if we if, if we're gonna own our own truths, I will say that it is still parts of me that when I see it, I just think to myself like, why? I know I'm sure I know why, right? Like if you like somebody, you like somebody. But my experiences with the people that I've known, like when when like when my homeboy texted me, I was just like, and he sent me a picture of like I was all like, well, duh. Like we knew she was gonna marry like, somebody white. <laughs> like, like what you mean, <laughs> you, bro? Like, you know, tell like this bothered me one time. Um, I actually kind of had a heated discussion with a cousin of mine one time because, you know, when black women see a black man with a white girl, mm-hmm. they automatically mad. Oh, they always gotta take what's ours. You know, they always gotta take our black men and blah 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 blah. That kind of bothers me sometimes because I did. I, this is the example I did. I said, okay, let's say you had to get together, a little little party, okay? You got this white girl in the corner talking to her friends, minding her own business. You got a black girl in another corner talking to her friend, minding her own business. Black dude walks into the party. So he's scoping around. He's looking around. Neither girl noticed he even walked in. He chooses, he chooses to walk to the white girl and start talking to her. You're going to be mad at her because of the choice he made. Well, that's, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's where, like, a, little, well, that's where a little ignorance comes in, though. Well, exactly. Obviously, but, that's, but see, but that's what I'm saying, though, because I hear it all the time. Every time you see, uh, uh, every time I hear it all the time where a black woman sees a black dude with a white woman, first they, they want to say, look, she can't get nobody her own. They all want to have our man. They all want to take from us. But I'm like, it goes both ways. Like, he went that way. You know, like, I, you, 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 there's two people in that situation. It's not yeah. all her, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. So what, she's supposed to, if he goes and talks to her, she's supposed to be like, no, 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 we can't date or talk because I don't want people thinking we're trying to take y'all away from them. You get what I'm saying? It's like, that to me, that's ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, no, I don't, I don't, don't get me wrong. That. I mean, that's, I would say that I don't know if it's really that deep anymore. Maybe you still got people in your family that, that like oh. you say, you're talking to your cousin that still think that yeah. way, but a lot of old school the people older, still yeah, do, older, yeah. oh, do think older that way. Cousin, but right? it's an older generation. Yeah. yeah, it's an older generation of people that tend yeah. to live like that. Because what's your feelings? Because you ain't say shit. Okay, yeah, okay. you know what I'm saying? I was just, you know what I'm saying? And I've just been listening. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, honestly... <laughs> Honestly, um, for me, I've only dated one white girl, and and um, it was a it was a cool experience and a bad experience at the same time. But honestly, I don't know if that shaped my experience or it didn't. I really don't know because I was in high school, so oh, I got you, yeah. kind, you know, what I'm saying kind of like Ash. Like I went to a um, I went to an all white you know school. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was all white. You know what I'm saying? I was basically the only black person on the team besides another Mexican and a Filipino, which were both of my, you know what I'm saying, two of my best friends. So, um, and, and still to this day, they're my good friends. So, um, when I was dating or whatever and stuff, like, in that environment, it was kind of weird. Like, it was, but I didn't see it as, you know what I'm saying? I see it as weird now because I'm grown up and I see but how things are. But at that time, but at that exactly, yeah. at that time it was just it, 
Honestly, it was just completely normal. Like, um, I was like literally the only black and I dated and I had sex with, you know what I'm saying? White girls, native girls. Cause I grew up in Alaska and, um, yeah, it was just normal, but I didn't see anything that was, um, racially biased or whatever and stuff but that was probably my own like naiveness to the fact of like growing up and being young yeah so honestly for me or whatever and stuff like it after that experience um being with uh you know what i'm saying being with her you know what i'm saying being with a white girl um yeah i i was like i never want to go back again <laughs> I never want to go back. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Like and, and, and no, and you do get those, you know, kind of experiences. You know, like you know. Like, yeah, and it wasn't even thinking about the sex or anything like that. It was honestly, I think, it, like honestly, it was because of not the experience of the sex. It was just the experience of like what happened or whatever and stuff. Because I remember she came to my house, and she literally was just like, "Yo, like." She literally came to my house. I remember my, you know, saying my mom and my dad, um, they were just like, yo, like, what are you doing here, blah, 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 and stuff like that. And she was like, she was crying and she was hysterical. And they were just like, yo, like, are you okay? And she was just like, I'm not, because my parents don't want me seeing your son. And she just like laid it like blatantly out there. She was like, my parents don't want me seeing your son because he's black. Oh, wow. And to me, I, and to me, I still didn't get it. I was just like, well, I'm cool. Like, mm-hmm. like, what, I mean, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I didn't get the aspect of like, hey, like, I mean, you're black. So they, you know what I'm saying? They have this issue with you or whatever and stuff. And uh-huh. they don't want his white, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They're a white girl fucking a black man. So, I mean, yeah. um, you know what I'm saying? So that, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, that has been my only experience of it. And... It kind of sucked because at that time, like, and that's why I said, like, I really don't even understand it. You know what I'm saying? Because at that time, I was just like, hey, like, well, all right, well, you know, kind of like we were talking about last week. You know what I'm saying? Niggas just keep moving to push yeah, on. Charge it to the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you just charge it to the game, and it's just like, oh, okay, well, I guess she don't want to fuck me. Like, okay, but no, she likes me. I guess whatever. It's just like you know what I'm saying. You got so much shit going on or whatever. You in high school or whatever and stuff. You just like uh, whatever. But, um, but yeah, no, like that was my only experience. And after that, you know, not that I consciously made that decision because I didn't, because there's still, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? The issue and, and like, I'm not trying to go off into the weeds here or whatever. So, cause we're talking about specifically relationships and I know that, but, um, the biggest thing with like, um, I guess white stuff, black stuff or whatever and stuff, like, I've, you know what I'm saying? I mean, some of my best friends are white, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, you know what I'm saying? Uh, everything I know about, like, different things from what I've experienced from, like, stuff like hockey and, like, all, you know what I'm saying, all the stuff growing up in Alaska and stuff like that. Like, they never gave me any type of racism type things or whatever and stuff. They were just oh. like, hey. And maybe they, did, you know what I'm saying? And, and honestly, maybe they did. And I didn't even, you know, I didn't even understand they it because I was so young and it was just time. undertoned. Yeah, and it was just undertoned at that time. But um but yeah, but 
you know what I'm saying? I don't want to say I'm grateful if they were like giving me racist undertones or whatever and stuff, but it's just like maybe they didn't even fucking know. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't know because we're children. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're fucking kids at the end of the day. So we don't even know. But I know as an adult, I haven't taken any of that shit because I actually know. You know what I'm saying? But the only type of, um, uh, I would say maybe racism or anything like that, or whatever. So especially as it deals with relationships, has been when I was in high school, and and yeah, that's wild though. Um, uh, again, my issue isn't with. I would say that I'm still. I know that because just putting it out there, I was told when I was younger, right, um, that like basically I couldn't bring no white girl on. It was all like, oh, it was told to me. Don't <laughs> don't bring no white girl home unless she's like the Halle Berry of white girls. Um hey, hold on, time out, time out, time out, Ralph. Time out, and I promise I'll let you get back to that. Yeah. But my parents were like very like Republican. They fucking love like white people and everything. So like I grew up in a totally <laughs> different household. Yeah, I, right? I literally oh, yeah, my mom, here. my mom, my mom today. My mom today, you know what? My mom fucking loves Janelle as fuck. I don't know if because she's half white, but she loves fucking <laughs> Janelle. But, you know, at the end of the day, she loves her. So, but yeah, I mean, I grew up in a totally different household where it was just like, yo, this shit is okay. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, I've always accepted white people and I've never been, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Assaulted by cops or had any, you know what I'm saying, any encounters like that or whatever. And so... For me, it's just a different perspective or whatever and stuff. But I know it still exists, and I acknowledge that shit. Well, I mean, it I, happened. And, 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 you know what I'm saying? I, I truly. I mean, do. it happened to you though. Like, although you were a kid and you weren't able to process it, yeah. Like, had you been 25 years old and that shit had happened, like exactly. it would it would hit much differently, than, right? Right. Than when it happened to your kids, yeah. Because as a kid, you you didn't even process the emotion. You were just all like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, there's plenty of chicks at the school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like that's that's how that shit works. But, I, but again, right? Like I was told not to bring a white girl home. But at the same time, right? I grew up, I was raised, you know, by my grandfather on my mom's side, who he was born in 1913. Um, I was raised by aunts and and my mom, who was born in 1965. Aunts who were born in the early 1960s, late 1950s. Uncles who were born in the 19 1950s um they think differently than us today right because like i said it's much more acceptable i really don't find an issue with it my only issue has always been that people who in my experience the people that i have known who have done it they have always it always seemed like they were only dating not only dating but it was a big factor in their driving to dating outside of their race was to disconnect from they didn't want to be associated with black people like I'm different like I'm that black person that's not like these niggas you know what I'm saying and um, like I said you're entitled to love whoever you want but time and time again we see these stories where people get married they or they get into like these serious relationships and then they find out oh well, that, this family their family didn't fuck with me um I don't know if y'all listen to the read a lot, but the, the read be reading off, listen to stories from like interracial couples. And it's almost always an issue where the, they are now starting to see the racist undertones from their partner. And 
And sometimes I do think that like it could be in your head. And like I don't have very many white friends. I went to a, a pretty diverse school, right? It was made up of a lot of us. Like it wasn't majority black, it wasn't majority white, it wasn't majority Hispanic, like more majority Asian. Like there was actually a fair amount of everything. Like Westwood High School when I went there was the fucking melting pot of the fucking world. Uh but we did have to a certain extent there was economic differences though there were super rich people there and then there were people who you know i'm saying were struggling to make it uh but at the same time my only issue has always been is from my perspective the person the people that are doing there seem like they want to disconnect from their culture now if you fall in love with a white person then by all means do do you you know what i'm saying yeah but to me there's like a heavy risk with that because if they aren't liberal or progressive people, they are likely going to say some slick shit one day. And so me, yeah. I know me, I ain't, I ain't holding my tongue. I'm not going to laugh that shit off. Like the fuck is funny to you. That, that what you exactly. just said wasn't funny. Um, and so that's why me personally, I don't think I could do it. Um, but you know, if I was 15 years ago, I wouldn't have no problem like kicking it with a white chick for a couple of months. But like, seriously <laughs> to the point to the point to where like to marry nah fuck, nah i just to me i just couldn't do it um so that's just me you know it is what it is hopefully one day we can truly get to this drink when it comes to cost of living but damn thirteen thousand dollars on a car nigga that's that's just insane. that's crazy okay like, that's wild uh damn I right, but this nigga here like once again when are black people gonna learn bro you're Shut the fuck up, man. That part. Like, like you need to be more Frank Lucas, less Floyd Mayweather, nigga. Like, damn, nigga. Get your shit together, bro. Like, on top of all that, you ain't just lose the money, nigga. You about to lose your freedom because you going to jail. 22 years yeah, nigga, that you, he's looking to be facing. Yeah. I mean, like, this nigga is nobody. This nigga is nobody to. He don't. I'm pretty sure this nigga do not have the legal team to get out of this shit. No. Like, I'm pretty sure this nigga do not have the legal team. Not not now we're only getting four hundred thousand views. Mm. Yeah, like like no no way. And the uh, scammers allegedly uh, access to more than seven hundred and four thousand of that money through cash withdrawals. So yeah, right. Like it's 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 he's goodbye, bro. It was uh, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> I'm going to look you up on some shit. Maybe hear, hear what you got to say. I might even go watch this stupid ass video. Uh, <laughs> hopefully it put some money on your books, man. Cause you, you don't be in just, there a minute. You know, just think about it. He, I mean, eventually it would have caught up to him eventually, but just imagine if he didn't do the video that he did. I mean, he definitely, he definitely getting caught. Maybe he, I mean, he was eventually going to get caught anyway. Cause the, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. he would have got, he would have got caught, you know, eventually, but he just made it quicker than, then it probably would have been is what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, hopefully hopefully, uh whatchamacallit? Uh hopefully we can get some money on this man books. Everybody listen to this. Go watch that man YouTube video. <laughs> so we <laughs> can try to help him out. Is his his only saving grace might be the fact that um his only saving grace might be the fact that he could probably work out a deal to pay that money back and not really do that much jail time. I mean, that's his only saving grace at this point. Cause, no, that's that's true. Yeah, because... You know, that that's very true. Otherwise, nigga, you will be going to jail. You will be going to jail. Hopefully, you didn't spend that shit. <laughs> All right. I don't know, though, because that's a lot of money. We ain't talking about just a few thousand dollars, like... Yeah. That's I'm, a lot of money. Shit, oh, now you can... Shit, you can blow that shit. 
<laughs> like real quick. Exactly. Like, shit, one for, one no, for no, no. Yeah, no, you can blow that. I'm talking about them giving him the option of paying it back, you know, without him serving no kind of time. Like, yeah. that's what I said. It's not like it was a little amount. Like, <laughs> that, that was a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll see. But I just, all I know is is he ain't he ain't big enough to 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 say oh no he ain't going to jail like you know that should happen with like Jay Z or somebody which that shit would never happen but you know Jay Z ain't spending one night in jail you know what I'm saying yeah, just the one night where they booked him for the shit but after that after he ain't that, spending enough yeah this night. this this this, well, this nigga probably going to jail this nigga yeah this nigga Nuke, was, was it Nuke Deezy? Nuke, Nuke Nuke Bizzle <laughs> Nuke Bizzle. <laughs> Yeah, Nuke Bizzle going to be spending some time in the pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going to be in the environment. All right, so let's get to this last thing that I want to talk about. Um, and I'm just going to read it from Complex Magazine, but by now, unless you live on a rock, you probably heard about it. Uh, Ice Cube addresses backlash over working with Trump campaign, saying, I'm not being used. Ice Cube recently caught some flag after it was revealed he had worked with the Trump campaign, and now he addressed the backlash. <sighs> in a Thursday interview on TMZ Live, Ice Cube directly replied to the concern that he is being used or exploited by the Trump campaign and gave his thoughts on whether Trump's platinum plan, which would theoretically inject $500 billion into the black community, is something he would actually go through with. I know people have their thoughts. I'm being used. I'm not being used. He stressed while adding that he hasn't been to the White House or met with Trump directly. Um, I talked to both campaigns. Like I said, I would I have a contract with Black America that both parties are going to have to get with. He continued. We can't depend on one party to bring this through. It's too broad. Both parties is going to have to get with it. So that's what my mission is to make sure both parties get with the program. And here we, and I'm here to get you to vote for any damn body. He said, uh, I think he meant, but I'm not here to get you to vote for any damn body. He said that in his attempts to get in contact with both campaigns, the Trump campaign has been more receptive so far. While he acknowledged that the people are angry at him for speaking with Trump's team, he suggested Biden's campaign has really missed a great opportunity by not one-upping Trump's $500 billion package to purportedly benefit black communities. Why y'all don't come up with $600 billion, man? Why y'all doing? What are y'all doing? He laughed. Where's that $700 billion? We have to expect results. We have to push it. You know, the Democrats have a perfect opportunity to make our dreams come true. And they're telling you, you know, let's wait till after the election and you can believe him or not. That's not on Ice Cube. I'm not telling nobody how to vote. You can believe him or not. Uh, the backlash against Cube uh, all kicked off of the Trump's campaign. Senior advisor Katrina Pearson uh, revealed that Ice Cube had worked with the Trump administration on a previously mentioned platinum plan, which aims to create 3 million new jobs, push for criminal justice reform, and improve access to better education for black communities. Uh, so, what are y'all thoughts, man? Because, I don't know, man. This I is... Feel, I, mean, I, I guess my, my thing is, um, are we supposed to pretend like Trump doesn't have a realistic possibility of winning the election. Is that like oh, yeah. something we're supposed to like do? Because I guess my only issue is, is if Trump wins the election, um, again, uh, and ice cube have met with him, right? Like now you have somebody to hold accountable, right? Because you said you were going to get behind this. You were going to work with us. So, in other words, you just all doing this shit for show. Um, but even further than that, um, I guess my only I guess my only issue is is, um, and we'll talk talk definitely more about this next week. But um, 
I just don't understand why people have this affinity for like Joe Biden or like Democrats. I just don't fucking get it. Um, time and time again, Democrats have shown that they don't really give a fuck just as much as Republicans do. They're just much more low key with their shit. They say what we want to hear, but they really don't mm-hmm. do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, now I will say that po- policy aside, um, as far as like taxes and you know the economy and all the other shit, uh, I don't fuck with the Donald Trump campaign primarily because of them being shitty people and saying mm-hmm. shitty things. And having shitty policies against immigration um, and all these other little tactics to infringe upon uh, minorities. Uh, but if you want change to happen, you have to go make it happen. And so if Trump was to win the election, wouldn't it have been smart to go have a meeting prior to the results of the election? <clears throat> so that way you can now hold him to the fire. Because see, Ice Cube got the cache to get on CNN and say, yo, Trump ain't met with me not once since we had our meeting. You know what I'm saying? They talking about mm-hmm. like lawyers and social workers and all these other people should, from one person I'm saying, those are the people that should have go met with Trump, which again, Ice Cube didn't meet with him. His team met with him, which I'm sure are lawyers yeah. and social workers and other people who are much smarter than him on this situation. Cause, but I'm saying like those people wouldn't have been able to go on CNN and say, yo, we met with Donald Trump and he ain't met with us again. His campaign or his administration hasn't met with us again about this contract with black America. Hasn't met with us again about this platinum plan. Like Ice Cube can do that because Ice Cube is an A-list celebrity. You know what I'm saying? He can start an Instagram live right now and thousands of people are going to tune into that shit. Exactly. Like, yeah. like I'm, I'm saying he's has the cachet to do this. And this, this, this thought that like, oh, well, he a rapper, so he shouldn't even be involved in this because D.L. Hughley said that shit. No, he dropping the ball on that shit. Like, Ice Cube is like definitely the type of person we want at the forefront of this because he has the ability to draw attention to it Absolutely. that other people won't. So I, mm. I'm just, I guess on one hand, I'm just honestly confused because I don't understand how people expect shit to get done if we're just sitting on the <clears> sidelines <throat> and just hoping that he loses. That that's just not <laughs> that's, that's, that's just is. not how yeah. shit works. That that's not how that works. That's that's just. Uh, and Absolutely and this is work. coming from somebody if like y'all kind of get a taste of it but like my friends will tell you like i go hard on white people <laughs> like i ain't, i ain't saying i'm racist because I, I i do have certain fuck white people that i fuck with but for the most part i pretty much blame every problem that's ever existed in the world on white people um but you know what i'm saying that's just from a historical perspective you know what i'm saying what i'm saying is today <clears throat> if y'all truly bought this life then, you know what I'm saying, like, listen to us, hear what we are trying to tell y'all. These experiences are real. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying, like I said, me, I be going hard on white people. But at the same time, I'm not one of these people that sit up here looking at Ice Cube saying, yo, you you got used. This was stupid. Why would you meet with Trump? Uh, He met with him because that nigga could actually win the election again. And he said he going to do this platinum plan. We're also with the platinum plan. Let's bring this contract uh, with Black America and let's merge these two together and let's mm-hmm. let's work this shit out because either way even if the democrats are fully on board with this you still got to have republicans on board with it too which is what ice cube was trying to say like both parties have to be on board like we're not going to exactly. get shit done with just one party backing us that's that's just not how the shit is going to work <laughs> oh shit excuse me i just don't get it though i mean i'm i'm just the backlash has been crazy because like i i've seen a bunch of stuff today like he used you 
like like you know what i'm saying we don't need no rapper out here speaking for us you know what I'm saying all this other shit and i'm just all like he didn't meet with him like the team met with him and it's just again it it just it's further it's further evidence that one we can't come together for nothing like we talk yeah. we we make all this talk about being positive you know what i'm saying not not downing black people all this other shit but i ain't seen one person come out and say yo i'm gonna pull cube aside i don't think it was a good move i'm gonna tell him why i don't think it was a good move you know what i'm saying but mm. cube did what he thought was best for us as a people right as we a people, yeah. we didn't think it would we we prefer to go a different route but you know we'll talk about it like no it's just been bashing and so these be the same niggas that be all like see this is why black people can't get in together <laughs> Exactly, because it's always a bashing situation. Yeah. Instead of let's sit down and talk about it, you want to talk down on each other. Yeah, that like, ain't helping either. Like Cube ain't did nothing that would require any of this shit. Like people could simply just came out. I mean, it's cool he met with him, but like I don't care for that shit. And that and that and that would have been a perfectly acceptable, you know, what I'm saying like reaction. thought process reaction to yeah, it, right? Absolutely. Because that was my my shit, right? Okay, you met with Trump. Um, it probably ain't gonna do no good, but you know. Hopefully it works out. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. niggas is like legit mad and losing their shit <laughs> over this shit. Like, because he met with Donald Trump. Well, his people met with Donald Trump. Or they, at least they thought he met with Donald Trump. It's just... uh, But, like they said, to a certain extent, I think... I don't know who set up the meeting. If his people set up the meeting or if Trump people set up the meeting. But I will say, though, that they have used this shit um, to garner attention. Because... The person who tweeted about Ice Cube's meeting with Donald Trump, which the people met, not Ice Cube, uh, she did say, this is how leaders lead, you know what I'm saying, all this other shit. Um, then you had the 50 Cent shit today where he was all like, you know, uh, fuck this shit, I'm leaving New York, vote for uh, vote for Trump, you know what I'm saying, because of the tax shit. And then they took, they showed a picture of 50 Cent and Ice Cube together. And then, I don't know who it was, but one of his people tweeted a picture and said this is oh no it was the son right uh donald trump jr uh yeah. he, he, he he retweeted the picture and was all like this is what heroes look like or some shit like that and then you know what i'm saying ice cube retweeted his tweets on my nigga please you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> i do not fuck with y'all man but you know what i'm saying uh, we we can work together to get shit done um i just i don't know man uh that's my thoughts on it i just I just really wish we would get past this shit of believing that any any political party is going to do anything that we don't put fire to their ass for. You know what I'm saying? And it's too long. We voted for Democrats, put them in office, and just kind of sat back and hoped they would do some shit, and they don't. So, um, fuck it. Hopefully, this, ho- hopefully we can get better at our reactions as people, man. <laughs> and that's just what it is. You know, we've, we've been doing, you know, good and, and stuff like that, trying to come together, you know, getting justice and all this other stuff at the end of the day, too. When one of our own do a certain thing, we can't be so quick to backlash, talk down, make fun, stay, stay, say stupid shit. And then you wonder why people feel and think about certain ways about us in general. Yeah. Because we act ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can't well, be doing that. Well, hold on. I don't. I don't give. I don't. I don't give a shit how people feel about the way we act. They can. They can get the fuck over it. What I do care okay. about is. What I do care about is, uh, black people again, always wanting to get on the fact that like, yo, we can't come together. But again, here's a situation where 
we could have taken an entirely different way in which we handled the situation. But instead of saying like, yo, this wasn't the way to do it. We need to find a different way to go about it. We just instantly went to Bash Night's cube because I'm pretty sure what he thought he was doing was the right thing. Like, and mm-hmm. all he did was hold a meeting between his camp and Donald Trump's camp. That's, that's this, this shit shouldn't be this big of a fucking deal. It shouldn't be like, I type in Ice Cube and the first thing that comes up is all like Trump meeting and backlash and all this other shit. That shouldn't uh-huh. be the search results that come up. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just, you. so that's that's just me and I'm annoyed. And again, right? Y'all talking to somebody, if y'all talk to my friends, I be going ham on like the Trump administration. I be going ham on like all that shit. I be going ham on white people. And even me, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, what, what are we talking about here? Like, we have to work together in order to make this shit a reality. Mm-hmm. But fuck it. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And not on some Terry <laughs> Crews type shit where he's all like, you know what I'm saying? What'd he say? Uh, Black Lives Matter will become Black Lives Better. Not some stupid shit like that. But if you're going to get some shit done, you got to go tell the people what you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't hold any power or resources. So who are we supposed to talk to about it? But whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a nigga that's on the podcast, though. You know <laughs> I'm just a nigga that's on the podcast. Straight up. I'm just a, I'm just a nigga on the podcast. So. That wraps up the foolishness. Ooh, boy. Well, it's that time again, people. It's that time again. Back to it. Back to it. It's time for somebody to clock out and go home tonight. And although we have some worthy candidates, I think this award can only go to one person. Can I get a drum roll, please? This award is going to go to my brother, the was soon to be famous rapper before he got caught up <laughs> in the streets. I don't know if he's going to be famous. I don't know if he's going to be famous. This nigga, this nigga was on a trajectory to be bigger than Drake. That was word on the street. That was just word on the nigga, street. Nigga, what? Stupid. <laughs> he's so stupid. This nigga here. My nigga who's clocking out and going home and you probably going to be clocking into a prison cell pretty soon. <laughs> Shit. Oh, it's my <laughs> nigga, Nuke Bizzle. Nuke. Nuke. You gonna have to clock, clock your ass out and go, and go home oh. for your foolishness, man. You could have been bigger than Drake out here in these streets, bro. And you just ruined it. Straight up. You ruined it. For some fucking fraud money, nigga. Money that you for was bound to get. Like, when would niggas ever learn, bro? Like, nigga, you <laughs> was gonna get caught. But. <laughs> you was gonna get caught. But I'm gonna take a detour here, and for the second time ever, we're gonna give an honorable mention. Oh, yeah, we're gonna give an honorable mention here, y'all. Oh, who getting that? Okay. Who getting that? Going back to these, uh, going back to these, uh, uh, tweets and conversations of niggas asking for money. We gonna get this. <laughs> we gonna get this nigga Bobby. <laughs> who was trying to? Who was trying to buy some motherfucking two K? Was trying to borrow money. <laughs> From a to buy 2K, uh, we 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 gonna give this nigga said I'm waiting for my unemployment card. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga and I really want to buy 2K NBA 2K21. We are my going. Nigga said I'm waiting on my unemployment. We had I read this more in depth, this nigga actually would have been the one who would have got this award. But we gonna give this nigga honorable mention. <laughs> You're gonna get this nigga honorable mention because at least he had the the foresight 
to ask somebody for that money rather than take it. So in which case, well, yeah, yeah, rather so in which case, I'm gonna give my man honorable mention. But Nuke Bizzle, yeah, we're gonna get you clock out. Go ahead. We uh, we got this. Unfortunately, I mean, you getting terminated anyway, so we gotta find somebody to cover your shit. Because <laughs> you okay. terminated anyway. I mean, you, you know, coming back. I mean, you getting you know, it's it's deeper than just clock out and go home. I mean, you getting terminated, so uh, <laughs> I we gotta start hiring anyway for your position. So we just gonna go ahead and uh, just tell you leave your badge on the counter and leave your discount card. Um. Uh, I wish you well. Um, you know, hopefully this doesn't uh, affect you and your employment for the rest of your life. But we're just gonna go ahead and say, uh, get the fuck up out of here. You know what I'm saying? Just, uh, <laughs> get the go fuck on, up. Go ahead, take your ass on. Don't even clock out, Bye. bro. You might steal that. You might steal the keyboard. You Bye. clock out on. Might steal. You might steal the clock machine. <laughs> you might steal the clock out machine, man. We're just going. I'll clock you out through the computer, man. Just gonna take your ass out of here. All right, get the fuck out. <laughs> okay, that wraps up. Episode 10. Oh, man. Episode 10. Episode 10 is a wrap. For sure. This is amazing. So. Yeah, we done hit double digits in this motherfucker. Yeah. I know. It's crazy, right? Like, yo, and we just keep getting more people listening to this shit. So, if that's the case, uh, if you made it this far, uh, make sure you find us on Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Radio Public, Anchor.fm. It's some other ones, too. Uh, if you if you do uh, look us up on Apple Podcasts, like most people that listen to us, make sure you review. Make sure you uh, hit them five stars. You know what I'm saying. Uh, and also, niggas, we have a website <laughs> www.stopthefoolishnesspodcast.com, niggas, where you can write in a listener letter. Let us know what you want to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Let us give me your irk of the week. What's been irking you, man? Let me t- let me let me let me, no, let me tell you. I know y'all. I, yo, I know it's. Everybody got some kind of irk. Yo, I even know if your hair wasn't done right. I know some it of y'all. Hurt you all day. It's y'all mad at it, 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 it's, it's your significant other. I know he or she <laughs> pissed you <laughs> off. You know? you know what I'm saying? Other. Don't you ain't gotta be specific, man. Just go I ahead. Mean, let me let me let me you vent know? for you, man. Let me vent for like, you. Nigga left the seat let up cuss your, Let me cuss your wife out for you. Yeah, man. You can't cuss your wife out. Let me cuss her out for some bullshit that she didn't get on your pot, man. Let me cuss your coworkers out. You know what I'm saying? Also, give us some topics to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Let us know what you want to hear us give our thoughts on. Also, share some foolishness. You come across an article, you know what I'm saying? Share that shit to us, man. Share it. Yeah, Send straight us up. A link. We'll read that shit. We'll talk about Stop. it. Yeah. www.stopthefoolishnesspodcast.com. <laughs> Look us up. All right. With that being said, though, also on Instagram at stop.the.foolishness. You know what I'm saying? Stop the foolishness. So with that said, we're going to go ahead and sign off. It's your boy, Imperator Rosé. And it's your girl, Ash. And it's that sexy, pretty boy, Code Theory. Mm-hmm. We out! <laughs> <laughs>